episode of the Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, JD what you're listening to that is the single from my first guest melindy evans okay she is debuting her this is her first debut single out she came on my podcast to talk about it to tell you about it kind of who wrote it who produced it how she got in the music business so i'm so excited for you here melindy she's an awesome chicago artist that has some great up-and-coming things that i can't wait for you to hear for and then after her, I have Stephen Merriweather. You know Stephen Merriweather, co-founder of the Modern Podcast Network, co-host of Fargo Watch Party. He's for his segment, The Modern TED Talk with Stephen Merriweather. And, you know, it's a jumbo. It's a good, informative podcast for you. You got a little entertainment with Melindy. And then we're learning about Windows 11 with Stephen Merriweather. So, yeah, let's get into it. Let's play us out, Melindy. Let's get it, girl. Let's go. So a couple weeks when I was in Chicago, you know, there was just this light, this aura, this woman who walked into the bar. And I'm so happy to have that same woman who just walked in with that amazing light and aura on the podcast today. Melindy, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Anytime I'm in your presence, I'm in a good mood. So. Stop it, JD. <laughs> Thanks. All right. We're, we're just going to start off with it. Tell everyone why you're here today. What are you putting out? I have a single that drops tomorrow, Friday. It's called Out My Mind. I've been working really hard on it, and I'm really excited to be sharing it with you all. Yeah. And where can they listen to it? Where can they find this single? All streaming platforms. So Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, even TikTok. <laughs> you, you making a couple of TikToks for us? They're going to be a dance? They can go I'm going to try to make a dance. Yeah, I'm going to try to throw some dance in there. It's a fun song. So it'd be wrong not to have a TikTok to it. Yeah, I listen to it. It's bumping. I'll, I'll get in there. I'll go on the trend with you too. I'll do the TikTok dance you make. I love I that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So now tell me a little bit about your background, just kind of how you found your love of music and all your other passions as well. Growing up, my parents, they just had great taste in music. Um, my dad used to always play. My dad and my mom used to always play Michael and Janet Jackson. I used to have uh, a Michael Jackson uh, tour on VCR. And then I had the Velvet Tour, Janet Jackson on VCR, and I knew all the lyrics at like seven, and I knew all the dance moves, and at that point, I just knew that this is what I really wanted to do, and I really loved music, and it just made me feel really good. Okay, so what is it about music? What do you want, like, I know you make beats as well. Do you prefer making beats, producing? Do you prefer singing? There's nothing that I prefer more, because it's just a love of music in general, I love singing and using my voice and I also love mentally exercising my brain and using and writing lyrics. So it's all, it's all, it's all fun to me. Okay. And you talked a lot about Michael and Janet. Where, who are bigger inspirations, them or your parents getting you into it? My parents, of course, because without them, I would never even know who <laughs> Michael and Janet were. Okay. 
I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just took something over in you. And, you know. Yeah, no, no. They definitely, they just, they were always so, whatever I wanted to do, they're so supportive. And so I always loved music and I would just sing and dance around the house, all around the house. And they were just so supportive. And so honestly, that just got me started and I just kept going. Okay. And I know this is just the first single coming out, but what are you expecting? What are you, some of the, career goals you have for yourself right now or some of the things you want to accomplish short term i hope to be able to play some of these songs at some clubs here in chicago i obviously want to work hard enough that i can make music my full-time my job so that's a short-term goal for me just having it become successful and having people like it just starting off as simple as that (laughs) how long how long have you been, I guess, trying to make it right now? I know this is your first single, but how long have you been trying to put it out and trying to put out music? I would say November. It was a little, it was during, it was after COVID, I realized, right? It was November. It was after the first year of COVID, I realized this is really what I wanted to do. I had a lot of time to sit in my house and like, I was making enough money. I've always wanted to do music and write music and perform, but I didn't have enough money to fund it so as I got older and I was working and saving I realized hey I could actually like go to the studio and pay for studio time and do this and that and at one point I was like on the way to work and I was like yeah this is time to like start funding my career and doing what I really want to do now now that I can Oh, that's all. So still haven't had the first live show yet. You still haven't performed in front of a live audience. No, not yet, but I'm hoping to soon. That's another short-term goal, being able to yeah. perform. What, not even like karaoke, nothing like that? You haven't even gotten in front of? No, I've never done karaoke. That's actually really funny. I've always just sang, but I've never like gotten on stage and like had a microphone in my hand and like sang to everybody. So yeah. are you nervous about that? I'm sure I will be, yeah, but it's all, uh, it's all part of the process. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll kill it. You'll kill it. All right. Thanks, JD. All right. Okay, now let's get back to Out of My Mind. All right. So did you write, produce everything? Who who helped put this together for you? Kenneth Clare produced it. He's a Chicago producer, engineer, mix and master. He's really good. Um, I wrote the song and then I also had a vocal coach named Olive Blue. She was on The Voice. Don't know what season, but she's a great singer and she just helped me, helped me train my voice and get it to where it needed to be at for the single. All right. And on my mind, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. All right. And I guess, what does the song mean to you personally? Do you have any (laughs) personal connections you want to put out there for everyone? Yeah, it was, uh, I was going through like a little, little situationship, you know, and it's like, whether it's a situationship or it's a relationship, we all have our highs and lows. And like the first half of the song talks about how um, he gives me peace of mind. And then the second half talks about how he breaks my peace of mind. So it just talks about pretty much him driving me out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the same situationship that you wrote that poem about that you... (laughs) Yeah, man, he's been on my mind for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta get out it out of my mind, though. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the next one. That'll be the next one. He's finally gone. Okay, right. that's what I know. <laughs> uh, and oh, what are your expectations? I, I know everyone's gonna receive a song differently, but is there anything you want people to specifically receive when they listen to it? 
I just want them to like take a bad situation or feeling and make it fun, you know, because life is going to have a serious moments. So that's like without a doubt, relationships are going to suck, but it's, uh, it's good to try to flip it and make it more fun. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, always make lemons into lemonade or whatever. Yeah. Turn no, that frown right. upside down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. All right. And closing out, I know, what are your plans the rest of the year? We still got half this year. We got rest of summer. You got any hot summer plans, you know, doing anything? Yeah. Things? Well, there's four more songs. This is a single. So I actually have a whole EP dropping. So that's really exciting. So that's what I have. Looking forward to that. Um, summertime shy here in the city. Gonna try to enjoy it now that it's back open and gain some inspiration for my music and my EP and, you know, just live life. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me, Melindy. I, I'm gonna support you continuously. Watch you grow. Vice versa, always, JD. Yeah. Anything else you wanna leave for a shout out? Anyone to go follow, subscribe, let them know what yeah. you're doing? Follow me on Instagram, it's Melindy Evans, M-A-L-I-N-D-I, E-V-A-N-S at Instagram.com. And that's where you can find me at. Also on SoundCloud, it's Miss Bambay, M-S-B-A-M-B-A-Y. It's where I post my beats that I make myself. Yeah, I saw your beats on SoundCloud. I, I was going to ask about Miss Bambay too. Where'd you get that name, by the way, as we finish up? <laughs> it's really Miss Bambay, but it's Miss Bambi because when I was younger... <laughs> I was in gym and this guy called me Bambi. I was just like small and skinny and brown <laughs> and I guess cute. And thus I just that was my nickname in high school. Middle school was Bambi. I get it. I'm not gonna lie, when I saw it, I read Bambi, but then it's Miss Bambi. But so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how like you write it, but Miss Bambi is how you pronounce it. So you had it. Uh, you checked me. We clarified we got it on straight. Exactly. You great minds think alike. Well, thank you, Melindy. Thank you so much, JD. Have a wonderful day. Uh, you do the same. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'm so happy for the second time to welcome my good friend, co-founder of the Modern Podcast Network, Stephen Merriweather. How are you doing, Stephen? What's up, JD? What, what are we going to call this segment? I feel like this is the tech segment. The tech, is. is that too simple? Is, is it tech tech talk? Like what? what? Tech talk. We, I we like need to come that. up. We need to come up with the name. Yeah, the modern tech talk. Okay, that's that's what we're gonna run with for now. Yeah. All right. So this is round two of the modern TED talk with Stephen Merriweather. Round what do you got two. for me today, Stephen? What, okay, so, what are you telling me about? So last time, last time I was here, we talked about um, Apple announced a new version of iOS and macOS and iPadOS and all that. Today, yes. I'm talking about. Microsoft announcing a new version of Windows. Okay. So the current version is Windows 10. That's on most most computers and laptops and such. Newest version is Windows 11. And there's there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. So we should get into it. Disclaimer, I'm not a Windows user myself. I use a Mac, I use an iPhone, I use an iPad. But <laughs> But they, they just had this big conference. I watched it. I followed along. I read all the news. And I'm here to, to talk about and distill the most important things coming up in Windows 11. All right. And we need that. And one thing I do want to ask you a big difference. Why is this is only, hasn't Windows been around since like 1995, 1994? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's been it's been around for oh, like 35 years. They didn't used to name the number them. The first number was Windows 7. And then before that was Windows XP. And before that was like Windows Vista. Then it was like Windows 2000. I remember. And so just recently they started, they came out Windows 7. Okay. Then they released Windows 8. And everyone hated Windows 8. Um, and then after Windows 8, they, they announced Windows 10. They skipped 9 for weird reasons, but they skipped 9. Um, now they're at Windows 11. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, I remember now. As soon as you said Windows Vista, I got flashbacks of middle school and high school. Yeah, and I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's new in Windows Eleven? Well, the Windows story is interesting. So we're, I'm just gonna briefly talk about Microsoft's Windows strategy. Okay, so think back 15 years ago. If we wanted to use a computer. What what do we all use? We use a desktop, a Windows desktop. Yeah, Windows a few desktop. people use Macs, but a majority of people use Windows desktops. Like a vat, like ninety percent of people that the market share at one point was like ninety to eight, something like that, to Windows. So majority of people use Windows desktop. Microsoft was a creator of Windows. Windows was the core of their business. They, you know, it's a, he was a huge cash cow for them. Everyone in the world used windows. Let's fast forward to today. If we want to use a computer, what are we using? Using our phones. Oh, primarily we're using our phones. We have Android phones, iPhones. If, if you want to look up something on the web, you don't go to your laptop. You don't go to your desktop. You pull out your phone. If you want to, um, even, even doing things that, you know, when phones first were introduced, they did things that computers couldn't do, mm-hmm. right? If you, they have phones, you can take them. Now, phones can do things that computers can do. If you want to edit a Microsoft Word document, you do it on your phone. Yeah. If you want to, like, open up Adobe Photoshop, they have an app for that. Like, you can do all these things on your phone, right? See, this is what I wanted to ask you. Does Windows have a system uh, that is invested in phones? So, so that's the, that's the thing. Microsoft was third to the phone game, mm-hmm. but behind Apple, behind Google with Android, mm-hmm. and they had a Windows Phone operating system, and they made Windows phones and all that, but it failed. Like nobody has a Windows Phone nowadays. Mm-hmm. If you have a phone, you have an Android phone or an iPhone. And so, at that point, Microsoft, and it took a few years for them to realize this because Windows was such a core part of their business for so long that um, in order, so, so they've, they've lost the devices game. They no longer Mm -hmm. are in charge of the devices that majority, the majority of people use all day long. They probably wish they could be in that business, but the game's over. They've lost. So, so what do they do? So the, the mantra of Microsoft's new CEO New from 2014. His name is Satya Nadella. Um, Seven years. Yeah, newish. Um, is services, not devices. Microsoft is a company that um, is going to build a great uh, work and productivity software, and they're going to make sure that those services are on all the devices out there. 
because they can't own one device, they need to make sure their services, the things that make them money is available everywhere. So uh, services, not devices, and cloud computing. Those are the two things that are guiding Microsoft today. Okay. Um, so where does Windows come into this? Well, Windows doesn't really fit into that, you know, ecosystem, right? Um, and in 2018, for the first time ever in the company, Microsoft reorganized. And so there was no longer a division in the company that was building Windows. So for the longest time, Windows was the entire company. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's then, crazy. then there was just, it was one of many other businesses, but still the, the biggest business. Now the team building Windows is split across multiple teams. Just to like further entrench, they're no longer a company whose foundation is Windows. Their foundation is Microsoft Office, Microsoft Teams, Xbox, Microsoft Azure, which is their cloud computing service. Okay. Like devices, I mean, services, not devices in cloud computing. Um, so, th so that was their guiding focus. That's what Satya Nadella has been pushing for a long time. It's why Microsoft Office is available on every device. It's why Teams is such a, you know, you see all of these Teams advertisements everywhere. Like they want Teams to be the central place where you go when you show up to work. And mm -hmm. from there, you can, you know, easily get to Microsoft Office. You can easily get to all the Microsoft tools and they can sell you, you know, all those products. A whole package. Yeah. Yeah, the whole package. Exactly. Um, and if you look at Xbox, they have Xbox Cloud Pass, Cloud Gaming, where um, for a monthly fee, you can stream games from any device. You can stream games from your iPhone, from your Xbox, but you don't need an Xbox uh, from your Mac, from from whatever. Like, oh, just like put a controller in and yeah, you just like, like it up. buy an Xbox controller. Um, iOS and Android support Xbox controllers out of the box now. Yeah, um, wow. you do it. You can do it all. Most laptops support it out of the box, and so you can just like in your browser go to a URL, start playing a game, pause it, go to your Xbox, start playing a game, pick it up on your phone, go back to your computer. And so it's, it's gaming in the cloud, right? And it's very different from the old model or Sony's model, which is you buy a console and then you play games on the console. Like the console yeah. is the center of the gaming experience. Microsoft, it's services, not devices. And so yeah. we're going to not think about Xbox as the center, the, the service is the center. Xbox is just one piece of that. It's the future. Right. Yeah, I love it. They have to be more progressive because they lost this market already. Exactly. They've already lost the device market, so they just have to throw that away and not try it. Yeah, exactly. You that. like, I'm sure again, I'm sure if Microsoft had like in the perfect world of Microsoft, they'd own all the devices too, but mm -hmm. they, they can't. And so you sort of, if, if you can't win this market, you like flip it upside down and like try to win in a different market, right? So that's what they're doing. Um, so in 2018, they reorganized their company. There's no longer a Windows division. So like, what is Windows? Well, yeah. the pandemic happened. Everyone started working from home. Everyone all of a sudden was buying new laptops most of them were windows because that's just what people they're, they're cheapest and that's yeah. what people buy Chromebooks. There's a lot of Chromebooks that sold. Um, and uh, so what happened is a lot of people are using computers in ways 
in new ways and, and more than frankly they've probably ever been doing you know for a long time I, I would imagine if we look at the numbers you know laptops and desktops usage was declining and phone usage mm-hmm. was going through the roof now all of a sudden like people are at home all day they have to use laptops at, at work um if you're already on your laptop i'm like anecdotally a lot of people were just continuing to be on their laptop after work because it's already yeah. there and they're getting used to it and they're setting it up or whatever um and so the pandemic at least in the u.s is nearly over um not not across the world obviously but but microsoft announced windows 11 and their executives came out on stage and said um the pandemic showed us that windows is still important sort of signaling that they sort of relegated it to the side which which they did but the pandemic showed them that um, although the future is like services and the cloud and all this stuff right now windows is still important and so like let's build a great windows experience today um to like help bridge us until we get to like what the ultimate future is going to be okay and so that's what they announced um and so this is like an intermediate then this is like the slow roll before they really have a big bang in windows 12. yeah whether it's windows 12 or or sometime later whether windows goes away at some point like it's unclear what the future is going to be right um but it's sort of microsoft realizing that having a really good windows experience is still important and so like let's focus on um just taking windows and uh, fixing the, the edges and the corners and like making it look pretty and making it perform a little bit better and making it a bit more open. And like, let's make the windows experience the best that it can be. Yeah. Um, now f- today, and then like continuing to march forward with the future, you know, okay. as, as we do that. Um, yeah. and, and another thing, and again, Microsoft executives came out and said this, they're using windows from laptops and stuff all day long. Um, they ran into issues that they didn't like. And so they like specifically fixed issues like Microsoft executives. They, they got the company to fix issues in windows to solve their problems. And ultimately, like if you solve, you know, your problems, other people probably have those same problems. Right. That's what everyone wants is you to solve the common problems that everyone's experiencing. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what's new in, in Windows 11? There's three main things. Let's, let's get, let's get there. Okay. First thing is a new fresh look. So, um, like Mac now, the corners are rounded. You know, Windows used to be like really boxy and edgy. Now the corners are rounded. Um, the, this, the start menu used to be in the far left. It's now yeah. in the center of the screen, like Mac, like, you know, like on Macs, the dock is in the center. Yeah. Now, now the windows dock is in the center. Okay. Um, wow. the start menu is a little bit different. You can pin apps to it. Um, it gives you uh, cloud based suggestions. And so if you're on your phone and you're editing a document on your phone and you go to your computer, you click the start menu, that document you were just editing is at the top of your recommendations list. Microsoft Teams is now built into the operating system. So when you, oh. when you, when you buy a brand new computer, the start menu is going to be in the center. Right next to that is going to be the Microsoft Teams app. 
See, that's what I was going to ask you, because with running a lot of those commercials, with wanting even just kids in school, I feel like schools are more centered around the Microsoft, the Windows system. Yeah. So if they they want to sell a lot of iPads and a lot of the iPads use the Windows system, correct? Whatever. I don't know. Like Galaxy is Google. But what are there iPads that use the Windows system? No, iPads use iOS, use Apple okay. system. Well, um, that's iPad. Sorry, I didn't mean to say iPads. I misspoke. Tablets, smart. Some. So t tablets, you know, it's a it's a mix. There's Android tablets, there's iPads, and then there's Windows tablets for sure. Yeah. Um, but again, like services, not devices, and so Microsoft Teams oh. is available on all of those devices. That's right, and they're not even trying to reach that market. So I'm thinking, yeah. not yeah. like how their executives are even thinking. So scratch right. that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so now Windows Teams is built in, and so they're hoping that you know Teams is like your go-to place. They, they want to mm -hmm. not only replace Skype and Slack, but also yeah. like iMessage and WhatsApp and like even Google Docs. Yeah, like they want they want that front and center. <laughs> Um, so it look it just looks a lot cleaner. Um, yeah. There's a dark mode that is actually like dark mode system wide. In Windows 10, there was a dark mode, but if you went to like the settings app, that didn't have dark mode, and and so like now dark mode system wide. Um, there's new widgets pane, and so if on the left side of your screen, you can like arrange widgets for like weather and, and other apps and, and that such that, that sort of thing. Um, there's a, actually a really cool feature born out of the pandemic. There's a global mute button. And so now in the Windows dock, there's a little microphone icon. And if you click it, it'll mute your microphone system wide. From so like people listening into it? From list, yeah, listening. Huh. So, so if you're in a Zoom meeting, instead of like trying to find the mute button in Zoom, you oh. just click that one button in the dock and it'll mute oh, you. Oh, okay. And then even if you're not muted in Zoom, your audio will be muted by the operating system. Yeah, I bet that helped. Oh, progressive commercial girl with the, you know. <laughs> so global mute button. There's some cool like snapping features. And so now when you go to maximize the yeah. window, it won't just take up the full screen. It will um, provide you options. Do you want to make it a third of a screen? You want to make it the top of the screen, the bottom of the screen, that sort of thing. Um, there's some cool features where if you plug into a la uh, if you plug into a, a monitor, then you arrange your screens on your monitor. In Windows 10, if you unplug it and then try to plug it back in, it's all jumbled. It doesn't s stick what what you had set up before. Now, yeah. if you do that, it sticks. No, um, a good feature yeah yeah so there's just a lot of like small features like that that just make it more usable and mm -hmm. more just a, a more pleasant experience um that's like apple's mo right it's like beautiful software that's like pleasant to use and easy to use and like that's what microsoft just wants an operating system that is pleasant and, and good and like pretty yeah um so so my windows 11 is is more pleasant and more pretty than ever before. And like that was the goal. So that's the one big sort of bucket right there. Um, the second big bucket is the Microsoft App Store. So for the longest time, Microsoft has had an App Store. You can go and like download apps and stuff for your computer. No one ever used it. 
um, yeah. because Microsoft had pretty like limiting terms. Um, uh, but, the, but they announced some new changes. So the, the first change they announced was um, instead of taking a 30% cut of all sales, they're only going to take eight, uh, 15%. So that's, that's more enticing. They also mm -hmm. announced if you want to put your app in the app store and you don't want to use Microsoft's payment system, you can use your own payment system and Microsoft will take no cut, 0% cut. Um, so now there are apps that um, would have been in the Microsoft store, but decided not to because they didn't want to give Microsoft 30% of their revenue. Mm -hmm. Now they can decide to give Microsoft 15% of their revenue and in, in exchange of giving them 15%, Microsoft will promote them and advertise them and, and whatnot. Or if, if they don't even want that, they can use their own payment system and keep all of their revenue. I'm, I'm smiling right now because I just realized in like 2015, I think I was one of only 10,000 people who had a Microsoft phone. Cause I remember I didn't have apps like Snapchat in my yeah. app store. I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was that guy. You were that guy. Yeah. I think I still have that phone upstairs. I think. It, <laughs> wow. Yeah. They, they tried for a while, but it was like clearly just, they didn't have the developers. They didn't have the consumers. And so it didn't work. Um, so, but they, they want the app store to be the place where you go and like find apps right now, the app store, everyone avoids because there's nothing in there. There's like solitaire and like, that's the only thing in there. Um, but Adobe announced that they're going to bring, um, their app into it. Um, um, their, their apps, um, and, and they've, they're like working on partnerships to bring other apps into the app store. So if you need to download a thing on windows, you just go to the app store like you would on your iPhone or your Android yeah. phone or whatever. Can I ask you something about free apps? If they take 15% of revenue, is there any incentive for free apps to be in there? If they still are taking any type of, you know, 15% off maybe in purchases for the free app. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's the incentive is, um, and again, like you don't have to use Microsoft system. If you don't want to, you can bring your own and pay Microsoft zero. So okay. the incentive is if you use Microsoft's payment system, um, they're going to advertise and promote your app from within the store. Okay. And so like, it's up to you to make that business decision. Is it worth doing it and, and probably what a lot of apps are going to do is they're going to start using Microsoft's see how helpful that is. And then if it, if it's not helpful, then, you know, build their own or put in another payment system and then stop doing that. Okay. Um, so, um, so there's, there's some incentive there. Um, so, so that's the sort of the Microsoft app store. They, uh, it's, it's a big undertaking that to, to, to get this, to get this to work right. But, um, they want, just like you do on your iPhone, if you need to download an app like Chrome or um, like Adobe, like, photo, like Photoshop or like stuff like that, the way you, now that you have to do is you have to open up your web browser, like search for Chrome in Google, download it from there and then install it. They want all that to happen in the App Store. Um, yeah, it was downloading an operating system or a new uh, system or whatever, just like, you know, the old school icon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
exactly. Um, so, so that's the second big thing. It's uh, like just more pleasant, prettier to use. Uh, Microsoft App Store, and like they want that to be the central place for all your apps. And then the third big thing um, is uh, it's the bucket that I would put it in is Microsoft wants to be more open. So you have Apple, right? And yeah. Apple's MO is we build the hardware and we build the software and it's like a closed network. But if you're in our network, then it's wonderful. If you have Macs and iPhones and iPads, then your messages sync between them all. If you have an Apple TV, you can AirPlay and you can AirPlay to all your devices and like all of these things that if you're in the network, it works really well. Um, well, nobody can do that better than Apple. Apple's sort yeah. of the best at that. And so to win, to like, to, to compete, you don't want to do the thing that Apple is doing, but at a you know second rate, you want to do the complete opposite. And so what's the complete opposite of being closed is being open. And so um, Microsoft announced that now you can run Android apps on Windows. Okay. Yeah. I'm confused. I used, I used to think Android was Windows, but it's not. It's not. It's separate. Okay. Yeah. So, so you can run Android apps. So they partnered with, with Amazon. Amazon has an Android app store that's like fairly popular. Um, and so now in the Microsoft store, you can search for TikTok, download the TikTok app. Um, there's currently no TikTok desktop app, but because it's an Android app that you can download on your Android phone, you can now download it and use it on your laptop oh. that runs Windows. So can you, I know you just said TikTok, can you Snapchat and stuff like that or just yeah. TikTok for now? Yeah. No, no. It's, it's basically any Android app that exists, uh, you can now get on your laptop. That is cool because I always wish I could be doing stuff. You know, even back in the day when I used to be scrolling Tinder, I'd much rather just be using my phone, you know, on Tinder or on my yeah. laptop. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is sort of in direct response to Apple, which just announced if you're if you buy one of their new devices, you can run iOS apps. Um, so if you buy a new Mac, you can run iOS apps on your laptop. So it's sort of a similar thing. What Microsoft is saying is we don't own Android, but we're making our, our platform as open as possible. Um, so and Windows 11 is a free upgrade. So if you already have a Windows device, you upgrade for free. And now all of a sudden you can run apps from this entirely different system that we don't own. Right. And so Microsoft's goal is to like, because they don't own any particular part of the network, they want yeah. to connect all of them together. Yeah. With their services. Yeah. And, and be at the right. center of your life still, but instead of with hardware, with services. Yeah. yeah I exactly. love that. And I, I wonder what is their equivalent, their messaging services? Like, cause is Teams going to be more uh, able to be used on phones for quick service? And what is also their messaging platform to be used across, you know? Yeah, yeah, device? like I, I think they gradually want Teams to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, right now it's very business centric. They're like, by installing it in Windows 11 by default, they're 
making it such a way where it's like super easy to, to, to video call like a family member or a friend, just like FaceTime. Right. Um, it's, it's built in with one click. You can start a video call. And so like, that's, that's very similar to FaceTime with one click. You can send a message. Um, so I think on, I, so I think that's what their plan is for teams to be that it's still like, pretty far away from that even the name teams it seems doesn't more, sound f- it doesn't yeah. sound friendly it sounds yeah. very professional yeah but that's that's microsoft has never been good at building consumer apps like the only consumer app that they really build is xbox um and that like this like this consumer service they have is xbox which is pretty consumer yeah. focused but everything else is enterprise software productivity business stuff like that yes yeah um and you know what? Like, there's a ton of money in that. They don't necessarily need to come to the consumer world where there's all these other companies who are, you know, fighting. And there's a million messaging apps mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. They all, they're all encrypted. They all do video calls. They all do everything. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing anything better or different than them. You're just. Yeah. 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 So we'll see where they go with Teams. But certainly on desktop, they want to, like, make Teams a lot easier to use. And that makes sense. Eh? Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's Windows 11. It's uh, prettier and just more pleasant to use. A, a new app store that will hopefully one day have all the apps you could ever need. And then um, Android apps on Windows. And it's Android for now, but like any other system that's out there, they want to build integration so you can run whatever software you want, no matter where it's built on Windows, because they want to be sort of the center. Um, they want to be the open platform. Apple is the closed platform. They want to be the open platform. Meanwhile, they're going to get you with services and they're like, you know, one of the leaders in cloud computing. So. Okay. My question to you, Steven, with this new update with windows 11, is this making you want to get a windows device, a device with windows on it? Kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very in the Apple ecosystem, but I kind of, I kind of want, to get a Windows device, um, I want to. I've wanted to for a long time to make to, to build a gaming PC. Mm-hmm. Not that I game much. Oh, but that is like retro, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, I, I've I've built many gaming PCs while I was in high school. Yeah. Many, I built like two or three in high school. And he I ruined my laptop PC. with Limic or Limerick, whatever the hell, <laughs> Linux. Linux. Yeah. I didn't I didn't ruin your laptop. I, I made it better and then, then you made it worse and then it was unfixable. He ruined it. All right, with this experiments. I, I mean yes. I, I experimented <laughs> on a I, I thought I knew what I was doing back then. I had no clue what I was doing. I okay. I read something, it I, it sounded cool to me. I had never done it before. I put it on your laptop. I didn't want to pay for antivirus software, so I was like, let me let me go with this random operating system that <laughs> is probably not going to give me any virus. I don't know anything about computers. But we've come a long way from that. And so I say that to say I, I am one day in the next year going to build a gaming PC, and I'm going to put Windows on it, and I'm super excited to to use Windows then. I'm probably not going to go out and buy a Windows laptop because I – have laptops and I'm I'm very happy inside the Apple ecosystem but it's enticing it's very enticing oh I found out something else new about you I didn't know you were into gaming when's the last time 
I'm not I'm not big into gaming, but every now and then I'll play something and, and I want to I want I want that to be a hobby. Like I I I feel like gaming for me, at least the times that I've played and, and, and theoretically could be like a good way to like spend time and just decompress and and still like have fun. Oh yeah, I've realized but I love playing at Whistle. It is a great time to just check out. Yeah. Like to take your mind completely out, but that's why I love playing with someone because it's like it's like the fun time. I you guess know, that's why people love online. A lot, a lot of people are like anti gaming because it's not productive. I think it's very productive to just check out yeah. and just and just give yourself a break every now and then. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's extremely productive. I mean, just like with anything, it can be taken with a grain of salt. And people who play video games, you know, five hours a day, seven days a week, it's that's not healthy for anybody. I mean, if you're getting paid, if that's your life, because that's well, the thing yeah. nowadays, then like you do you. But yeah, like it, it is important to take a break and to find things that bring you happiness yeah. that, you know, aren't draining. You know, I, I spend a lot of time at work. I'm, I'm very productive at work. I need I need outside of work to not do that. So anyway, gaming PC, I will put Windows 11 on it and I'm very excited to try it out. You heard it here first. This was this was what segment two of the modern tech talk with Stephen Merriweather. Yeah, and th- we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. Eventually, we I might have you know my own podcast feed in the Modern Podcast Network. We'll see. We're just we're, this is a second second episode, um, but this was fun. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. See, glad to educate me about Windows 11. I'm Windows has not been on my mind since. I graduated high school and I had that a Windows laptop. Yeah, you know, there's there's exciting and crazy and fun stuff happening in the world of technology every single day. And the modern tech talk, tech talk segment on the modern man podcast is just going to I'm going to I'm going to take all that stuff. I'm going to distill it down and I'm going to bring it to, to all of you. But I'll I'll see you Friday, Stephen. We're on Fargo watch party. I'm, I'm yeah, happy to we'll have you back. On. Fargo watch party. Almost done with season two of Fargo, Fargo Watch Party. It's a great we're, show. Yeah. Tr- we're trugging along on season two, but we're going to finish. We're going to finish. This has of been course. a crazy season. We're yeah. almost done. Um, s- nobody died still. We're, we're, some, something's going to happen. Yeah. Something's going to happen soon. If it ain't this week, it's going to be ha- the Have you after. watched it? Have you watched it? I've watched it, yeah. You watched it. Okay, I watched it. I watched it. I'm gonna have to watch I'm, it. I'm gonna again. rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna rewatch right. it. But I watched it. Uh, I kind of hate it. The bad thing about this season is I keep seeing all these people pop up on different shows, and so yeah. it's just like, I'm like, you're you're in Fargo. Like, why? Are you, what are you doing? And that, like, stay in your show. Yeah, I need to finish this show. I keep seeing you <laughs> elsewhere, and it's just like you're Floyd, you know, and you're Mr. <laughs> Salverson, and I'm like, stop moving yeah oh oh okay so so you weren't just playing a dumb character and dodd you're just dumb <laughs> uh no he usually plays a badass too oh burn notice uh, guy unfortunately not in fargo <laughs> if you like this listen to fargo watch party every friday yeah, yeah. like subscribe you know steven he's he, he's flooded on the network he's gonna be on a modern woman podcast soon so you know, 
get to yeah, get we'll to see. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm I'm the talent at the Modern Podcast Network. I'm very busy, but I, I'm making the rounds. Yeah, we appreciate him for it. All right, JD. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming, Stephen. See you later. Love you. Love you too. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of a Modern Man Podcast with JD Farrell. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you, Stephen Merriweather, for coming on. Thank you so much, Melindy, for joining me. And your single was amazing. I hope you break every expectation that you had. If not, I hope you just know that you put in great work and that there's great things coming from you. So I'm going to need all y'all to go support my girl Melindy's Evans song. All right. Out my mind on whatever platform you have. Title, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, whatever it is. You heard her. Go stream my girl's song, you know. DM her with you singing it, too. We need to get this gram going. Put it on TikTok. Put it on whatever it is, all right? Support her. You can catch me, remember, every Friday on Fargo Watch Party. Fargo Watch Party, not Fargy. Fargo Watch Party. Remember to listen to Brianda Donnell. I was with her this past Monday. I don't know what she has coming up. I think Madison joins her again this coming up Monday. But every... You know, 6 o'clock Eastern time, you got Brianna Donnell releasing a Modern Woman podcast. And then I got you every Wednesday with the Modern Man podcast. We're presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Y'all like, subscribe, rate, review,